What is up, everyone? Once again, Ray Ramos, a.k.a. Happy Harry on a.k.a. The Cryptonolds, coming at you here on Substack. As always, it's been a minute, but I am glad to be back once again talking to all of you. Busy, busy, busy promoting the Cryptonolds Second Chance campaign, which is almost over. I think it will be over by tonight if you're listening to this on Friday morning when I am releasing this. It was a good run, and uh, we are glad that we were able to get that book out into people's hands once again, the ones that wanted it. Unfortunately, the Kickstarter did not work out the way we expected it, but of course, we do have a plan B. And just so you know, you still have time to fund or to back the book to get it funded. I mean, the book is already funded on, on uh, Indiegogo, but just letting you guys know that what we have is all we have left. The book will no longer be um, presented in this format. It will no longer be offered in this format. We have other plans for it. The Cryptonos is not going anywhere. It will always be in the public eye in some way, shape, or form. We've gotten so many reviews on the book, so much good um, news on the book. Everybody loves what we're doing with it. No negative reviews. Very, very proud of what we have done with the story and the characters. Original characters, original story, breaking new ground, never been broken before. Monsters are the new heroes in this Cryptonauts universe. What we thought were villains are redeemed, such as La Llorona. Never has her story been told in this way, and we have gotten so much praise for how we have presented her origin story and where we are going with her, making her an anti-hero, making her valid and iconic as ever, as she should be, not the stereotype that is shown in Hollywood, but something new, a new spin, something that's never been done before, and it was done here first through the Cryptonauts universe, the Cryptonauts original graphic novel. And we're not just talking about the Irona, we're talking about the Man Dog, we're talking about the Goat Man, we're talking about Spring Hill Jack, Kid Cthulhu, um, all of those guys. And readers are hungry for new characters, original takes on characters, not what has already been be, been done before and just shoehorned into new roles, but a character that is, um, you know, the origin is presented and organically and... Uh, originally is told the story is told and not uh not just shoehorn like these new characters that are coming out that are just uh derivatives of stuff that has come before no agendas no political agendas just good story good storytelling great fantastic art by mr dario rodriguez himself if you have not jumped on the criminals bandwagon do so now like i said this book will no longer be offered in this format um there's new stuff on the horizon that uh, we are talking about as far as the book is concerned and it will be returning very very soon but for now this is how you're going to get it get it right now because once it's gone it is going to be gone a lot of people talk about inspiration, how we came up with the book, how the Cryptonals came to be formed. And I always go back uh, to what uh, inspired me, you know, the artwork, Junji Ito, the uh, the written part of it, the inspiration from writers, of course, Neil Gaiman, um, Edgar Allan Poe, H.P. Lovecraft. That's the stuff that I was looking at when I was trying to create this world that the Cryptonals live in. And from for all accounts and purposes, it is an original world. It is the real world based on 
actual events that you may have heard of. Um, takes all the paranormal stuff, all the cryptid stuff, all the crazy creepy pasta stuff that's out there and offers it a new spin on it. And uh, it's never been done before. No other book out there, and I can boast about this all day long, no other book out there presents characters such as these, presents a story such as this, immerses the reader completely in what is going on in this world, in this universe, and it is seamless. It is beautiful, and nothing but praise um, has come for this book. Very, very proud of what we've done and very proud of the team of 6x6 Comics that has made this happen. So please follow us on all social media, 6x6 Comics, The Cryptonauts, Mr. Dario Rodriguez himself. Be in the loop of what we're doing and aware of what is happening. Lately, I've been uh, uploading a lot of poetry to Substack. I'm sorry, to uh, TikTok. I've been uploading a lot of uh, short uh, horror poetry that has inspired me. If you guys are interested, please go over to the Cryptonauts Cryptid Talk page and check it out, of course. In the spirit of Halloween, in the spirit of the season, I want to present to you guys a very, very um, dear, near and dear poem to my heart. Something that has inspired me since I heard it when I was six years old. Of course, Edgar Allan Poe has inspired me, has influenced my writing as far as the cryptos are concerned, as far as any horror is concerned, because he is master of all genres, poetry, short story, prose, essays, everything. Um, he pretty much is one of the inventors of the gothic horror genre, the other, of course, being Nathaniel Hawthorne. But Edgar Allan Poe, to me, is more um, approachable, something that is entertaining, and just the man himself is an enigma wrapped in a puzzle, locked in a box, man. That guy, my God, Edgar Allan Poe's life is just something that, uh, you know, if you want to go down that rabbit hole and research, he did so much in such little time. And, of course, the written word is the main thing that he did, and it is amazing as to what he has achieved. Still long-lasting, over hundreds of years now, we still read his stuff, we're still learning stuff about how it was written. So, in that order, I will be presenting to you my reading of The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm going to try to do this in one take. I have never, ever, ever read The Raven out loud, and this is the first time that I will be reading it out loud to be recorded. If I slip, I will just continue, but this is my take on The Raven. So, here we go. The Raven. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I murmured, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my books, surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here for evermore. 
And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door." Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This is it, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating. Then no longer, sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the facts is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you here. I opened wide the door. Darkness there and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what there it is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obscience made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mine of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore, quoth the raven, nevermore. But I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer still meaning little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast above the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such a name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather, then he fluttered. Still, I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply, so aptly spoken, doubtless, said I, what it utters, 
Is it only stock and store? Caught from an unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore. Till the dirges of his soap that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. But the raven still beguiling all my fancy into smiling straight, I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, and whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press on nevermore, methought. Then, methought, the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretched, I cried, thy God hath lent thee by these angels. He hath sent thee respite, respite, and nepth from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, O oh, quaff this kind nepth, and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether temptest tossed thee here ashore, desolate, yet all undaunted on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet, still, by bird or devil, by the heaven that bends above us, by the God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden I shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. By that word, our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked, I'm starting, get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore, leave no black plume as a token of that lie that soul hath spoken, leave my loneliness unbroken, quit and bust above my door, take thy beak from out my heart, then take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of palace just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted never more. And there you have it, guys. That is my take on The Raven. I hope I did it justice. One of the best, if not the best, horror poems ever written by Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. 
and please let me know what you thought of it. I tried really hard not to slip up. I think I may have a few times. I'm not sure, but I just kept going, you know, on with the show. But please let me know what you thought in the comments. Let me know what you thought in the Twitterverse or in Facebook land, Instagram, or in TikTok, wherever you find me. I really want to know. I want some feedback on what I have read and how I read it to you guys. I'll be coming back at you. We are closing in on the day of days, which is Halloween. And of course, Via de los Muertos, holidays that are very, very sacred to me. I'm going to challenge myself to this week to at least release a few substacks and more TikToks to entertain you guys. That is what I promise you because that's what I want to do. I want to entertain you. I want to show you the creative side of myself um, because I think it's uh, it's an experience that you guys enjoy. I have gotten a lot of praise for the stuff that I, that I do, the stuff that I talk about, and I want to keep going with it. Comics, paranormal stuff, pop culture, all that stuff that is important to me and that I have a passion for. I want you guys to be entertained as well as informed. And so far, I do believe I am delivering that. So once again, thank you guys so much for making this possible for me, for enjoying what I do and for giving me feedback on what I do. Um, I wouldn't do it without your support and without the fact that you guys enjoy it. So thank you so much for that. Of course, follow me on all the social media platforms, um, especially on TikTok right now, because I am going to be releasing a few more TikToks. I'll be back at you with another Substack very, very soon. So until then, stay hard. Talk hard, and of course, Mexcelsior.